0: Welcome to Swanglinese, the only podcast talking the language of business here in the Middle East. Your hosts, Barry Lee Cummings and Oscar Andermo, give you their own insights as well as interviewing business leaders in the region to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. Barry, Oscar, let's talk Swanglinese. So welcome to another episode of the Swingland podcast and this time we also have video actually because we are in a very nice hotel called Sabil House. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So Thank you. Uh, maybe share what's your
1: title and uh, what, what, what it's that you do. Well, my name is uh, Sari Arab. I'm the CEO of MH Lifestyle Hotels. It's a uh, hotel management company under Miras Holding that is specialized in developing and managing and operating lifestyle hotels in Dubai, the GCC and around
0: the globe basically. Yeah, yeah. So I've seen Seville House and it's a very nice hotel with a little bit different design. So uh, how would you describe, like what is a lifestyle uh,
1: hotel for you? Listen, I think we, with the experience that I personally have in, in, in developing lifestyle brands, uh, such as my, uh, in my previous life, I was a co founder of uh, Nikki Beach Hotels. So uh, we, we entered in, in that uh, space, the lifestyle hotel segment, uh, with, with a DNA, with a very specific identity back then. So it was uh, originated from, of course, the, the, the famous Beach Club brand. And so we brought the entertainment and we brought the music and, uh, and, and that uh, very uh, you know, lively aspect of, of the brand to our hotels. In the case of uh, Zabil House, I think the DNA of the brand is, is to be your neighborhood hotel. Mm-hmm. So that brings communities to life, that brings, integrate the community into these hotels, uh, create a collaborative spirit uh with like-minded uh people whether entrepreneurs whether artists whether photographers whether uh, music producers whether fashion brands that are striving in the city and you bring them and you collaborate with them in in some of our spaces whether it's our lobby bars whether it's in our rooftop pools and lounges uh or in some of our restaurants so uh This is what the the brand is about, it's a a lifestyle brand, it's got got a strong direction in design, it's very creative, and also it's about the attitude of our uh, staff and employees and and, and partners. Uh, It's a casual brand, Mm -hmm. first and foremost, which I think is the future, right? We sit in what we call today the affordable luxury segment, so it's non-pretentious, and the way we design our hotels and the way we blend are different components. I think uh, this, I believe, is the future of mm. hotels. Mm. So you see a lot, of, a lot of these chains
0: coming up now, like you have uh, Moxie, and uh, here in Dubai we have Rove. So uh, what, what is uh, Sabil House, what, what is your thing that is makes you unique?
1: Well, uh, compared to Moxie or to Rove specifically, I think Zabil House sits in a slightly higher category. Again, I hate to put a star categorization mm. to hotels. I think this, is, uh, this has become uh, obsolete. We live in different ages today. So I would say we, are, uh, we have a slightly more upscale uh, type of facility compared to Rove or Moxie. Uh, Our rooms are designed uh, with a bit more uh, luxury or comfort in mind, whether it is in the volume of the rooms or the amenities that we offer inside the rooms. And overall, our public spaces are are designed differently. Um, Yes, uh, as I said, Zabil House brings that different mindset and that different approach to lifestyle. I think Moxie is very edgy and very colorful. Um, You know, purple being uh, one of the main colors, Rove is a slightly more sober brand that is doing great in its environment today, but sits in a slightly lower segment and a slightly more affordable segment, I would say. Uh, So if you want to categorize it, Zabil House would be your four-star lifestyle hotel brand of choice in Dubai today, definitely for Dubai people
0: I recommend you to come down and have a look and uh, maybe try out the bars not now in recording this is Ramadan but maybe after Ramadan absolutely, so. <laughs> absolutely it's a really nice area down by the creek And um, I know you're launching also in London so what is the future of Sabilhaus? House where do you see it going in the future
1: well uh, London is a very exciting opening for us I think uh, for a number of reasons first it's location the choice of Uh, The Zabil House location, I think, gives a very strong message to our investors, to our partners, and also to our competitors, right? Um, We're opening in September, September 1st, uh, in the area of Shoreditch on Great Eastern Street. So we are uniquely located in that new hub in a very trendy uh, area of London that's come to life a few years ago. Where actually all the lifestyle players are are trying to be, so we have we have uh, we're going to have a lot of competition. Definitely, there are some very exciting brands that are currently in 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 shortage or are coming to town uh, or to this uh, neighbourhood in the next couple of years. Uh, But I think we bring something that's very different today from the design aspect of the hotel. Uh, we worked with a very creative agency out of Shoreditch called Fabled Um, it's it's an agency that was incepted in in Shoreditch so understands the vibe of Shoreditch, understands the mentalities and what uh, Fabled wanted to bring is the history of Shoreditch to this hotel Uh, Shoreditch had a lot of craftsmanship, had a lot of textile businesses, had a lot of uh, carpentry work uh, a lot of ironmongery uh, you know, ateliers in it and basically Fabled wanted to bring that back to life Mm. so there's a lot of storytelling in this Mm. hotel which I believe is very Mm. interesting and very different Mm. from the hotels surrounding us Uh, so that I believe will give us a competitive edge Mm. because we are, again Zabil House is bringing that community feel that neighborhood feel to its hotel so bringing the history of of Shoreditch uh, to to the hotel and its and its facilities
0: mm. uh, do you own the building as well or are you operating
1: it's a, it's a group owned hotel okay yes. yeah. so, so
0: so the future you want how, how do you want the house to grow are you looking for other locations around the world or what what, what is the plan
1: i think uh, most definitely we have some wonderful showcase properties now in Dubai and in London as of September which will give a sense of where we want to go and how we can adapt to different environments that are non-Dubai uh, centric mm. uh, we are proud to be a, 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 a Dubai creation you know and uh, to have launched our first properties in Dubai but uh, We are also proud to say that we are a brand that understands uh, Europe, that understands other locations and that will be able to blend very well uh, in in those neighborhoods and in those environments. So I think that also gives us that competitive edge Mm -hmm. over other brands. Uh, So we're not imposing in style, we're not imposing in in, in culture and and I think that that is very important. So, for example, for our uh, food and beverage uh, concepts in in, uh, in Shoreditch, uh, we're bringing a Mediterranean feel to our uh, to our cuisine. Uh, we've partnered with a very renowned uh, food and beverage company out of London. So again, we wanted uh, somebody, a partner that understands the market, that understands the mentalities, and and that can. ...also uh, bridge the cultural gap mm. that we may have. Mm. So we're bringing an exciting uh, Mediterranean-infused cuisine mm. to that property... ...and also we are developing a, an intimate nightclub slash lounge mm. uh, space in our, in our basement... Mm. ...which will also bring a unique entertainment mm. aspect to, uh, to Shoreditch. We're also building and creating a multi-purpose space... That opens up to that nightclub, which I believe will uh, will respond to an unsatisfied demand in in the in the area of Shoreditch or in the city of London, which is creating a and delivering a space that is very flexible, that has personality, mm-hmm. but that will cater to our collaborative uh, strategy that we have, whether it's with fashion brands. Uh, music brands, uh, artists and galleries uh, that are located in Shoreditch, but also to the fintech community mm. that surrounds the area of Shoreditch. Right.
0: Well, what is the opening date for this one? September 1st September. Okay. Of this year, yes. So It sounds like an exciting project. Uh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. We're very excited yeah. about it. Uh, I wanted to learn a little bit about your background because you said you were the co-founder of the Nicky Beach Hotels so, so yes. tell us a little bit what, what happened how did you get involved in, in Nikki, Nikki Beach because originally it's a, just a beach club it's a beach club from the beginning so what was yeah. the journey to turn it into a luxury Correct. hotel Correct. A lifestyle hotel?
1: It's, it's a journey that started back in 2004 uh, back then I was based in Marbella Spain and uh, with my uh, with my mentor and, and, and co-partner of then uh, Jihad al Kouri. We, uh, we brought Nikki Beach uh, to, to Marbella to open mm-hmm. their first beach club in Spain. Mm-hmm. And uh, in, 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 in Jihad's hotel, it's called the Don Carlos Hotel in Marbella, a very famous hotel, mm-hmm. a five-star property that is beachfront located. And, uh, and it was an immediate, immediate success. Mm-hmm. So the, we saw that there was a gap in the market for such an exciting concept. And uh, three years later, we decided to embark into this uh, new adventure with uh, with the founder of, of Nikki Beach and to uh, partner with him to launch Nikki Beach hotels. Mm. So not just yes, yeah, so the hotel part of it. Yeah. The hotel part of it, absolutely. Mm. So and, and uh, so Jihad and I created that uh, that that brand mm. uh, and we developed it in a number of location. And uh, obviously shoot jihad today is uh, and and was from day one the chairman and and uh, CEO of the company. and he's now running with it and very successfully. Uh, and I'm very proud to have been part of that mm. adventure. And now I've embarked into a new challenge, I think, but also within that lifestyle, li- uh, lifet- yeah. lifestyle. So you, know, you know
0: the lifestyle segment very
1: well then, absolutely yeah. very well very <laughs> We must've well. seen some uh,
0: interesting things of, over the years in uh, Nikki Beach. Yes, yes. Maybe those stories would take off the camera.
1: Yeah, yeah, we we should, we should. (laughs) Absolutely. We have a lot of
0: stories from that time. Um, So um, they say that uh, when Steve Jobs uh, launched the Apple Store, he was looking at uh, the places where the best service was. And he said at that time it was Four Seasons and Ritz-Carlton, and he implemented the same training in the Apple Stores. So a lot of the listeners are not from the hospitality background. So what do you think other industries can learn from hospitality and building their lifestyle brand? What are lessons that they can
1: learn in other industries from your journey building a lifestyle brand and hospitality? I think it's about attitude, hard work, and intuition. Um, attitude is everything when you are in a B2B business, right? Uh, or when you're talking to C2C, because it's consumer to consumer, right? Um And this, I think, is the most important part. It's how you engage with your customer as an employee, as a partner, as, you know, and to be proud, first of all, of your product, of what you're selling, of what you're bringing to the table, and and to also have an intuitive approach to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, of course, it's to offer the right product at the right time, Mm -hmm. in the right environment. Uh, Some people were pioneers, but too early. They were they started something that the market was not ready for and it took a while until you, uh, people got used to it or understood mm. what that pioneer had in mind. But I think this is when, you, when you're starting a lifestyle brand, whatever it is, whether it's in the hotel business or it's in the fashion industry or in, in the music industry and so on and so forth, it's, it's about you know, understanding your consumer, understanding the needs, mm. and also looking at future demand you're building for the future. Yeah. the hotel is conceived two, three, four years in advance of its opening date. So if you're only looking at current trends, by the time you open your hotel, you're already dépassé. You're already you're old yeah. story. Yeah. So you have to be ahead of the curve, mm-hmm. curve constantly. Yeah.
0: So that intuition that you mentioned, how how can you develop that? Does it come from just experience and testing things or? I, uh, I think
1: it's, it's, it's about uh, recruitment. If we're talking about mm. uh, the human capital here, mm. it's about bringing the right attitude mm. and recruiting people that have the right attitude. Because mm. you can train people. You can train people for skills. You can train them to specific jobs. Mm. But if they do not have and if they do not own that intuitive attitude Mm. that makes them. So part of the recruitment process. Part of the recruitment process is Mm. very important. It's like a casting job Mm. that we do. So we look for attitude and personality. Mm. I think that's what shines later on and this is what stays in Mm. the customer's mind or in the customer's journey with Mm. the hotel or with any brand. Uh, The product is one thing. uh, Product satisfaction uh, index is one thing but how they were approached, yeah, yeah. how they yeah. evolved during their stay, how they were approached by our staff, how happy they were yeah. and how engaged yeah. our staff was with the guests is what remains yeah, in, of in course. the guests. And I mean, this is I mean, what you see in most, yeah. uh, in most of guest reviews, whether on TripAdvisor, Booking.com or all these social media platforms. Um, hardware is, is easy to succeed and to make right. But it's the software part that uh, yeah. I think makes us unique as a as a hospitality and a leisure brand.
0: No, but it's so true because I mean you've been to several luxury hotels here in Dubai, and the product is one thing, like the the hardware. But if you, the service is bad, of course that's what you remember. It doesn't matter how luxury interior everything is if the service is bad. So
1: that's uh, absolutely. I think it's about it's how you align your philosophy and your concept with your guest experience and your staff attitude. Mm. They have to be aligned. Mm.
0: Where do you see uh, Dubai in the future as a tourist destination? Because there's so many hotels opening up, there's a lot of competition. Where do you see Dubai going in the future?
1: I think we're entering into a a very exciting uh, new era for Dubai. I think Dubai has come to age now. Mm. It's a mature city with its mature realities uh, advantages and disadvantages at the same time Uh, challenges and opportunities Right? this is how I look at it Uh, yes the hotel industry is becoming more and more competitive you have more and more brands entering Mm. the hotel environment entering the affordable luxury slash lifestyle uh, hotel space um, but I think that what will make you stand out of the competition is how well positioned your hotel is, how well you've been able to understand your neighborhood and your consumers and what you're offering is. Mm. Of course, pricing plays a big part today and hotels are becoming very competitive. So this is <laughs> mainly a, a customers mm. to the customer's advantage today, but this will also help more people come and visit Dubai. Mm-hmm. It's become uh, more reachable yeah, yeah. To, a lot of, yeah. uh, to a lot of travelers, mm-hmm. and I think this opens up a brand new array of mm-hmm. opportunities and of activities mm-hmm. that will be developed in Dubai over the next few years. Mm-hmm. So I look, it, uh, I look at it in a, in a positive way, mm-hmm. and I, we look at it optimistically, mm-hmm. most definitely. Yeah.
0: No, I mean uh, you have a unique, uh, you have unique products, and I think that's what's needed because there's a lot of hotels that looks looks the same. Doesn't matter, and then it's only about price. But when you have something unique, you can differentiate yourself. So. Uh, any other last uh, lessons you want to share for the listeners, or
1: uh, I'm not here to give any lessons. Actually, <laughs> um, I, I think it's it's uh, the only thing that I can say is that. Uh, To be able to succeed in any business, you have to be very passionate about Mm. it. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, I've always been passionate since the age of 10. I knew I wanted to be in that business. Um, And uh, I think this is is the key to be successful in whichever entrepreneurial endeavor you get so find into find that passion and follow the passion find that passion
0: follow it and believe in it yeah, yeah. absolutely that's a good way to end it thank you so much for taking the time thanks and uh, I wish you all the best in the future and I look forward to see the London Hotel as well
1: it sounds like an interesting project so thank all you so much it. thanks a lot
0: thanks so much for listening to this episode of Swanglinese with your hosts Barry Lee Cummings and Oscar Endermo we'll catch you next time